0: The game is over. Your Bucks post-game show starts now. Welcome to Bucks Talk. Insight. Analysis. And your chance to sound off on a game you just heard. Now to break it all down, here's your host, Justin Garcia. Well, not much more to say that hasn't already been said about this Bucks defense. Doc Rivers said, look, it, it, it still has room for improvement. I don't know that... We are technically there yet. Um, The exact quote that we heard from him moments ago, we're starting to win games. I like that, but it's not about right now. I don't feel any different now than I did when this started. In that first five-game road trip that we have, we still have work to do. We're still pushing. We have to get better. It's nice to get wins while we're doing it, but we're still not where we need to be. Uh, This from a head coach who has now seen his team hold opponents under 100 points six times in the last nine games, four consecutive games. First time the Bucks have done that in six years, holding an opponent below 100 points for for four straight games. And it's only the second time a team has done that in the league this season, a stretch of four games or more, holding an opponent below 100 points. It was... A marvelous game from Giannis as well, and we'll get into that MVP discussion because nights like tonight, that's how you reinsert yourself and kick down the door. Uh, Not that Giannis needs to kick down a door as a two-time MVP, but that's how you get back in that conversation. And look, you're going to continue to hear more of so what it was against the Bulls, so what it was against the Charlotte Hornets, so what Joel Embiid didn't play. It doesn't matter because of that last number we shared. The Cavaliers are the only other team in the league this season. To hold an opponent below 100 points four straight games, doesn't matter who's not playing or who you who you did it against. Nobody else is doing this. One other team has done that so far this season. 855-616-1620, the number to join us tonight on Bucks Talk. An impressive showing for the Bucks, especially considering night two of a back to back and a Bulls team that still has a chance to continue to move up in the Eastern Conference. An impressive win for the Bucs. Uh, will Chris Middleton make his return on Monday? We'll get into that and take a look at what we just mentioned at the tail end of the network coverage there, the schedule that awaits the Bucks. We'll get into all of that after this on Bucks Talk. Welcome back to Bucks Talk. Well, with this win, 97 points allowed, fourth straight game, the Bucks held an opponent below 100 points. Their defense, since Doc Rivers has taken over as head coach of the Bucks, is fifth best in the NBA. And you can say, well, what about the offense? And that's fair. Offense is currently sitting at 16th since Doc Rivers uh, took over as head coach of the Bucks. But if we look at uh, even the previous three games to so that, when you had Joe Prunty as the interim coach of the Bucks. They have, again, the 16th best offense, the second best defense in the league at 109.7, and in the top 10 as well, seventh best in net rating. And I I point to those three games, including the Joe Prunty interim games, um, for one reason, and maybe this is cherry-picking, I'll acknowledge that, but that reason is this. That's 18 games. If we look at that stretch of play, eighteen games the Bucks have now played in since making a coaching change. They're ten and eight in those eighteen games, but seven of those eighteen, when we mentioned second best defense in the league, seven of those eighteen games have been played against teams with an offense in the top half of the league. You had two games against the Minnesota Timberwolves who are in that mix. Two games with the Cleveland Cavaliers who are in that mix the Phoenix Suns, the Dallas Mavericks. You're going to have the Los Angeles Clippers on Monday. You're going to have the Los Angeles Lakers coming up this week. You're going to have the Thunder in the near future. You're going to have the Warriors in the very near future. When you look up and down at where teams are in terms of offensive ratings since then, it's a who's who of who the Bucks have on their upcoming schedule. But so far, they have looked up to the challenge. Celtics, number one in offense since that date you got two games left with the Celtics. One of those, the first of those, is in two weeks. The Warriors, they're third in offense since that date of January 24th. You play the Warriors Wednesday night in San Francisco. The Lakers, you play Friday night in Los Angeles. They're fourth. The Thunder, you play in about a week and a half. They're fifth. You're thankfully done with the Indiana Pacers, though I think most Bucks fans at this point would say, you know what? We'd like another crack at those Indiana Pacers now that we seem to have fixed our defense. The Phoenix Suns, you already played. You have one more game with them. That's on St. Patrick's Day. They're seventh in offense. Dallas Mavericks, you're done with. You swept that series. You played the Mavericks during this stretch, where, again, they have the eighth best offense. You have the Sacramento Kings this week. They are 10th in offense. I mentioned the Clippers on Monday. They currently sit at 11th. That includes two games against the 12th best Cavaliers. The Jazz sit at 13th. You already played them. And it includes two games against the Timberwolves, who are 14th. So it has been a challenge for the Bucks. Do not let anybody tell you, so what? They didn't face Joel Embiid. So what? It was two games against the Hornets. All you have to point to is the fact that there is only one other team in the league that has a streak of four games or more holding opponents under 100 points this season in, in the offensive era of the NBA. There are two teams that have done it this season the Cleveland Cavaliers and your Milwaukee Bucks. 855 1620 is the number to join us tonight on Bucks Talk. Will we see Chris Middleton on Monday? TBD. But how has this half court offense looked in his absence? We'll dig into that after this on Bucks Talk. The roundball Repartee returns. This is Bucks Talk. Twenty-one games remain for the Bucks this season. They're forty and twenty-one. It, it you were fourteen games above five hundred going into the All-Star break. It didn't feel like it. It felt like this a team of what. Ten games or so, like you were in danger, and I can't tell you how many people I saw mentioning, "Well, the Bucks are going to be in the playing tournament. Bucks are going to slide down to sixth. Uh, you still have work to do here, but this five-game win streak out of the All-Star break, it has gone a long way in not only reinserting the Bucks into that discussion for the two seed, but starting to seal off the four seed." In other words, it, it it's I hesitate to say take going to take a collapse because of that schedule the Bucks have in front of them, but it's going to take a lot. A lot. For the Bucks to drop into the four seed. You're basically 5 games up on both the Knicks and the 76ers. One thing to keep an eye on, and I mentioned this a couple of times on uh, the network broadcast, we talked about it on Bucks Talk last night as well. But one thing to keep an eye on is that divisional record. I stress the importance of winning tonight because, again, you don't have very many games left that you would point to and say, we should win this. By my it's five that you can not even comfortably that you should circle and say you're going to be favored in this game, you should win that. You have a game against the Wizards, you need to win that. You have a game against the the Grizzlies, you absolutely need to win that. A Grizzlies team that lost by 30 tonight to the Blazers. A Grizzlies team that embarrassed you. And look, what we're not mentioning is maybe that is exactly what this team needed. The way they played, the way they looked against the Grizzlies going to the All-Star break, I kept making that mention of, you know, three years ago, they, they had that game winner from Drew Holiday against the Grizzlies, Final game before the All-Star break in Memphis. That seemed to send them on their way. Well, maybe, just maybe, your final game in Memphis before the All-Star break sends you on your way again, though this one didn't come in a win. But you have the Wizards, the Grizzlies, the Nets game that we referenced before you got coming up in a couple of weeks, the Raptors and the Hawks. Those are the teams, because Atlanta right now is 10th in the East. Those are the five games you have left that you would circle and say should be wins. So let's just say you get those. You're going to need more than five wins the rest of the way. But if you get those, that pushes you to 45 wins. I think realistically, if you want the two seed, you're going to need to be in that 55-win neighborhood. The Cavaliers are 39-20. and So Cleveland has 23 games left. You have 22 games left. Or 21 games left, I beg your pardon. Cleveland had a, a more challenging schedule of late, and that somewhat continues. The Cavaliers have the eighth most difficult remaining schedule in the league, and for the Eastern Conference as a whole, it's the second most challenging, behind only the Bucs. Bucks have the second most challenging schedule left in basketball, period. But the Cavaliers' schedule is starting to pick up. And we went into the All-Star break four games back, mentioning there is no head-to-head. You split the four-game series with that Cavs team. So it's going to come down to divisional record. And that's what gave you quite a bit of pause, was you at the time were 9-7 and seven in divisional play. The Cavaliers were 8-4. and four. So you needed not only to win the lone remaining divisional game you had, you needed a lot of help from Cleveland, and you started to get help by way of their losses out of the All-Star break and by way of that double overtime loss to the Bulls, the same Bulls team the Bucks beat tonight. But with this win, the Bucks now finish 10-7 and in divisional play. You still have a chance. Before it was looking pretty bleak, but you still have a chance to move past Cleveland. They're 9-5 in division and just have two games left both of those are against the Indiana Pacers one home and one road and that's the other thing of note here is this may be a be careful what you wish for when we talk about seeding on that 2 versus 3 I'll explain what I mean after this on Bucks talk this is Bucks talk Defense holds another opponent below 100 points with this victory tonight. 97 is what they yielded to the Bulls. It is the fourth straight game the Bucks did not allow an opponent to reach the century mark. Only the Cleveland Cavaliers have a streak of four games or more this season in the league holding opponents below 100 points. 855-616-1620. The number to join us tonight Slash this morning on Bucks Talk and look, mentioned that divisional record. So, if the Cavaliers drop both, that's what you need is Cleveland to drop both those games against the Pacers. They would finish nine and seven. You would finish ten and seven. You would have that divisional tiebreaker. I'm pointing it out merely for seeding, not so much for hanging divisional banners, but. I mentioned before the break the old, be careful what you wish for. So at this very moment, and we can start to to look ahead to things like this because it is March. It It is officially a calendar watch and playoff season. At this very moment, the playoff matchups in the first round would be four versus five, New York Knicks versus the Philadelphia 76ers, three versus six, the Bucks versus the Orlando Magic. I think if you certainly pulled Bucks fans, that would be the number one choice of all the potential teams you have in a first-round series. There's a chance it's the 76ers, and Joel Embiid is going to be back. I think that is the realization. We've seen more and more reports. It's probably going to be in about three weeks or so, it kind of seems like probably just shortly after the Bucks play the Sixers for the final time this season. But Joel Embiid is going to be back. Philadelphia can very much slide down to sixth. The last I saw of Philadelphia's projections, according to playoff status, who, by the way, were very accurate last year and have been year over year, um, Philadelphia's likely seeding was eighth. The Bucks' most likely seeding, according to playoff status, is third, but the gap between second and third is starting to get more and more narrow. 30% chance to get the two-seed. They give the Cavs a 59% chance at the two-seed and a 40% chance at the three-seed. They give the Cavaliers a 24% chance there. But at this moment, taking a look at the six-seed, the New York Knicks and the Indiana Pacers are the two teams with the best odds, 20% chance at a six seed for both of those teams. Miami Heat are in there as well at a 19% chance. So up and down the list, as we mentioned a number of times, this is not the first-round series that we've seen in the past. And, and look, I i suppose we add the caveat you shouldn't have to have. Yes, I understand the Bucks lost in the first round last season, but when this run started five years ago, when you had the Pistons in the first round, you embarrassed them in a four-game sweep. You had the Magic in the first round the following year in the bubble. You won that in five games. You beat the Miami Heat the year you won the championship. It has slowly started to pick up. Then you had the Bulls in the first round. Those days are starting to get further and further and further away. Four versus five is going to be heavily contested. Three versus six is likely going to be the same. It is no longer the day and age where you look at, as, as long as you don't finish fourth, you got a cakewalk in the first round. Maybe the sixth seed can grab a game. It is not going to be that. I think, again, if you had your choice, you'd certainly want the magic. But there are a lot of potential landmines out there. 855-616-1620, the number to join us tonight on Bucks Talk and what would that mean for the play-in tournament? We'll get into that discussion after this on Bucks Talk. Welcome back to Bucks Talk. It is going to be a challenge for basically any team in the Eastern Conference. When you look at first-round matchups, we saw last year, and, and look, on paper there are very few flaws to point to for the Boston Celtics. I think there are some questions that remain to be answered. We're not going to see the answers to those or get an opportunity to answer those questions until you get to the postseason. But with the potential for Joel Embiid playing in the playing tournament, the Miami Heat back in the playing tournament, the Indiana Pacers and in that offense, there's going to be some challenges for teams that finish second, third, even that four-versus-five matchup. But for the Bucks, I, I keep going back to that comment we read from Doc Rivers, that quote of, feels good to be winning games, but it's not about right now. I don't really feel much different than I did when we started this thing, referring to that uh, five-game road trip. Uh, we still have work to do. We're still pushing and have to get better. It's nice to get wins while we're doing this, but we're still not where we need to be. And again, th- where they've been is very good. And that's the other part of this is – Anybody that was up in arms over, why isn't Giannis getting more attention for MVP? It's a valid question. Performances like this, maybe not necessarily his individual performance, though that helps. The Bucks as a team, that is what's going to put Giannis, we think, back into the MVP discussion. We'll wrap up the show after this on Bucks Talk. The Round Ball Repartee returns. This is Bucks Talk. All right, so if we use Basketball Reference's MVP tracker, which has been very, very accurate, Giannis has the fourth best odds of winning the MVP. Now, this is not including tonight's game, but Giannis currently trails Luka Doncic, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and Nikola Jokic. Uh, when you look at numbers since January 1st, I mentioned this the other night, Pat Connaughton has been the Bucks' best shooter in terms of three-point percentage and effective field goal percentage. But since January 1, only one player has scored more points than Giannis has in the entire NBA. That is Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He has scored 12 more points than has Giannis, and they have both played in the same amount of games. So he has slowly but surely started to build this case. There are a lot of things that are going to be held against Giannis. It is an MVP, a narrative-driven award. There is going to be the he got help. He got Damian Lode. It was a disaster. What was wrong with their defense? He got a coach fired. It was a coach he chose. These are all things that are going to pop up. But if the Bucs continue to win, if the defense continues to look very, very good, if the offense... Gets to where we think it's going to be. And again, 16th best by way of overall offensive rating in those games played since the coaching change. But they are in the top 10 in half-court offense. And Damian Lillard may not have had an efficient night tonight. But what you saw more than anything else tonight in some of the highlights you'll see from this game is what we've seen all season long. The spacing that Damian Lillard creates for Giannis is what has led Giannis to pour in as efficient a season as he is uh, currently having. The only player in NBA history at this moment to be averaging 30 or more points, 11 or more rebounds, 6 or more assists, and do all of that while shooting 60% or better from the field. Oscar Robertson did all of that but shoot 60% from the floor. In one season. And here's Giannis doing the same thing. So if the Bucks start winning, and especially those marquee games, the first of those is Monday night at home against the Clippers, that narrative and that MVP story, that is going to start to change very, very quickly. TBD on whether or not we see Chris Middleton make his return to the floor, but it's a big one Monday night. The Los Angeles Clippers come to Fiserv Forum. 7 o'clock tip-off Monday evening. 630 is when our pregame coverage begins. And as always, be sure to stick around after the game for Bucks Talk.